bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. And we are back to regular weed this week. We wish (laughs) every week could be the Democratic debate special. (laughs) Uh But no, ma'am, ma'am. We're back to Trump and our rage-filled hopelessness. (sighs) Yeah, isn't it great? It's just so fun talking about the the candidates and fake goals, <laughs> fake, really fake hopes and dreams. Right. It's just sort of like, hey, do you think how I think? Do you feel what I feel? Thank oh, you. Or, yeah, we're going to have money and jobs and oh, well, that's equality silly. and homes that's next year. But you could at it least say silly. that is silly. We're not going to have any of that. No. Literally. I think that I really do think the thing with the debates is that we think someone's gonna like do it get it right like i'm for bernie because he's gonna get us free college and it's like no he's not he's not though right it's nice that he thinks that but he's not getting it none you of think them are that gonna the do con- any you think it. congress is gonna vote for free college and to forgive student debt they're not right they're absolutely not 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 when you have like the they might deal with health insurance first and but maybe, they're not gonna but the house will vote and then the senate we know yeah yeah that's why ultimately Go for the person you want to look at and listen to, yep. period. That's it. Whoever pleases you, makes you feel safe, makes you feel comfy, <laughs> makes you feel homey. Yeah. That's who you go with because none of the shit going to get done. Not any of it. Okay, so just so you guys know, we got we do have some shirts for sale. We got some in. We replenished our inventory. Because what's, our warehouse. What's our most popular shirt, ma'am? Um, I don't need your notes, babe. Right. So I don't need your notes, babe. Medium and large sold out. We replenished. We've gotten more orders. Yes. So we didn't replenish that deep. I mean, I mean, let's, you know, we just we got to conservative. Few. Right. A few. So get in on it. I wanted to encourage everyone to join our Patreon. Of course. www.patreon.com slash politics. Mainly because this week we're going to post a picture of dumpling world ruiner and life ruiner <laughs> and most importantly shirt delivery ruiner laying on a package for mm-hmm. jamie Allrunner. Mm-hmm. the level that he is making himself at home mm-hmm. on top of her shirt <laughs> is to the point of i don't know if he found love well we don't we haven't even been able to capture him when he's sitting on like the bag of shirts on the shirt like you know what i mean this is on her package right and i've had the shirts open and he's been amongst the shirts and they're all black and he's a white cat (laughs) that's right it's i don't need your notes babe Mm -hmm. no one knows i'm gay drugs period and just our shirt just our right logo Mm -hmm. um it's like a concert tee oh julie lets him nest and look at (laughs) dumpling's new bed i go that's our shirts so they're covered in 
cat hair. Mm-hmm. They're wrinkled beyond belief. Yeah, that happens too. Some are stained. Yeah. However, some j- may have been worn. <laughs> exactly. By me. We've got scrunchies in there that have been lolling about in the trunk of cars. So we're going to post a picture of Dumpling on Jamie's package to really give everyone an idea for when they receive their package, what it's been through. Right. And, and why it smells like litter <laughs> and evil feelings. And many people evil. Litter and evil feelings. This is all deets that you won't find out unless you go to the Patreon and at least check out the picture, which should be available whether you're a member or not. We got some postcards for our drug den bulletin board, Mm -hmm. which I'm happy to let all of you know who have sent your postcards. We were full on up. We're fold up. Fold up. I mean, (laughs) fold up. So we have ordered an extension. This is our second extension. Yes. From China's on. Mm -hmm. So we're ready to rock these. We're not even no one's going to even have downtime. No, it's very exciting. They're going right up. Right up. Mm -hmm. Once we put that up. Now, I'm going to say Chris Bardo, his came a couple weeks ago. Chris has been waiting. He's like, what the fuck is going on with these dumb whores? So, Chris, you do say on your postcard that you got us a saucy gift card. Where is that? Chris? Cross? Cross? Where's the gift card? Cross? Chris is a cutie. Rita's a message, my ma'am. Hey, ladies. Longtime listener, first time caller. Thank you for the quality content. Week after week after week after week after week, exclamation point. You gals are such an example of authenticity in this crazy world we live in. You've got me through so many, quote unquote, in my feelings of my own. You have amazing comedic timing and I have to listen twice just to catch all the little hilarities in between. Oh, that's nice. That's so nice. We don't even need a gift card because that's such a nice message. He's totally cute, totally sexy. Pics of him. Pics of men he's made love to. Pics of... (laughs) Animals. Exactly. There's a cat. There's a dog. There's a dog and a cat. I mean. It's vacation pics. Perfect. I think this might be his boyfriend, Oop. but, you know, we only care about Cross. Okay, so <laughs> these adorbs.org, okay, Eunice and Roma, and I think that says it all, and Roma can move on <laughs> in, okay? Actually, so can Eunice do. Hi, Julie and Brandy. You are both a delight. Thank you for being you. Found some Australian candy at our local grocery store, which I guess is called Harris Teeter. Oh, okay. Never heard of it. Have you? No. God, North Carolina is calling my mother fucking name. (laughs) Really? Like, I want to move there. So found some Australian candy at our local grocery store and thought you would all enjoy. Hashtag Paula. (laughs) Hashtag rate. (laughs) Greetings from Charlotte, North Carolina. So Eunice and Roma. I'm assuming Roma is the little girl. Right. Right. They look like they're in somewhere on the way to heaven. Yeah. Like it's some green hike. Is it a park? A walkway? I know. I don't know. They're so cute. By um, the way, I've eaten half licorice. Eunice, thank you so much for the licorice. <laughs> Mammy out. Love my favorite. It. It, I love it, red licorice. It's my favorite. And who knew Australians even liked licorice? Had no idea. Had no idea. I wonder if Eunice knows how much you love it. I don't know if anybody knows how much I love licorice, Sour Patch Kids. They know. Well, that. they know. Like, yeah. what is that called? Like, can, you know, candy, candy, like soft candy. But licorice Swedish is fish. more bland. It's oh, more it's plastic. So good. So she was excited. So oh, thank you guys Twizzlers so much. You're and, both going up. Mm. Tell Roma we said hello. Now, Jennifer Warhoftig. Ah. Deep in the game. Jen's a, she's full Patreon f- right. family. Right. 
we already have her pickup. It's mm. coming down because guess what we have now? Her wedding picture. Wedding. She's already changed her last name. Is it Kalagna? Jennifer Kalagna. Are you guys Jewish? Are you Italian? Are you both? I don't know. I don't know. But what you are, Jennifer, is sexy and rich. The two <laughs> things we require to get on the board. The the wedding looked like why why we can't go get the fucking free bar, Ooh. get the snacks, mm. get the meat. We'll take the Ooh, the meat. will take the meat. I'll take the chicken <laughs> or the fish option. I'll have the red meat course, primary or a wonderful. Oh, you can tell it's so baller, and they're so in love, which is which is great. Yeah. Read this card from Genevieve. Sup, bitches. This is me and my hoes. Desmond and Archimedes are the cats. Thank you for entertaining me for years. I'm mailing an additional heartfelt handwritten love letter, but I wanted to stake my claim on the DD bulletin board, the DDBB, if you will. The DDBB. The DDBB, if you will. Genevieve McBrien. Now, Genevieve, I appreciated that you said these are my hoes, which apparently could probably include your children, but you didn't tell us their names, which is fine. She wants them to... They can't be photographed by the paparazzi. Um... But I love that they're your hoes, and they are your hoes, honey. You own mm-hmm. them, bitches. They're, they look like two boys. Yeah. And they are, Genevieve's owning them. Now, the cats are cute. Very cute. Cats are doing full model. One is wearing a full <laughs> turtleneck and looks like a human being. And the other and one is... shade. I mean, the literally the cat. shadiest cat. Like, Do you think that's Desmond? Because that seems like a... That seems that like seems a Desmond. like a man that comes in and tells you your furniture is whack. Yeah. <laughs> And Archimedes is looking like, don't take a picture of me. Wait. Playful thirst bucket. Hold on. Yeah. Playful thirst bucket. Exactly. Yep. Okay. And then our boo, an age old boo like Jennifer Warhoftig, a.k.a. What's the new last name of Jennifer? Kalagna. Kalagna. That could be Kalania. I don't know. But like Jennifer, Nicholas Ward is an age old boo. He's Mm -hmm. a he's just a little what we will do to Nicholas (laughs) when we get him alone. He's just a boo. Mm -hmm. He sent us. A fucking magnet. It's it's the little things, Nicholas. It is the little things. It's like Deeks and Bondi <laughs> and our previous Deeks and Bondi, which was Countess yep. Luann De Lesseps. Not really. <laughs> in the fucking robe and yep. the bra and yep. the sunglasses. Yep. In the morning in where they were. Where were they? I don't know. They're in the Caribbean, maybe somewhere like but that. There was a vineyard a outside. Oh, there was a vineyard. Someone- well, there was some kind oh. of field where Sonia got oh, possibly anally fucked. Yes. Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure then. Where would they Would they be in France? Luann cemented herself <laughs> as an icon that mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. Don't you care that he's married? Not really. Not really. <laughs> it was Carol and Heather. <laughs> Don't you care that he's married? Not really. Because <laughs> then they walk in. Don't her- be so uncool. Don't be just don't be all uncool. God, just don't be so uncool. Not my fucking problem. Not really. Just be cool. Yeah, just don't be, be cool. so uncool. <laughs> like, sorry you walked in. Like, there was a man in her bed. And she's right. like, what the fuck? Did we all just wake up and be 10 years old? I'm 55 yeah. years old. Come God, on. God, don't be so uncool. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it says. It says, don't be all uncool. Right. In the iconic outfit, the moment she solidified her her iconic status. And Nicholas, slow clap for you, slow my clap. friend. It's right on that's brand. That's going up. It's that going, going up. up. That's what we have to share. 
That is what we. That the is, DDBB that, is thank, on fleek. Thank you, everyone, for sending in your like pictures and cards and everything. We're going to get everyone on the DDBB. And, um, Send in your pick for the Drug Down Bulletin Board. We have many people that yeah. we don't have their pick. And by That's the way, true. it's annoying. Don't even think for one second that we want your gifts and not your picture. We, oh, need, we need the your picks. picture. Yeah. We need to know. We look at all of our lovies, okay? And they're all up. They're dr- we do drugs right in their eyes. I walk up to Reed <laughs> and Michelle Lundquist and I look at, right into Michelle's eyes. Oh, I go right to Georgia Brandau and I go... <laughs> You like that scrunchie? I love that scrunchie. (laughs) So many great ones. Pam and Molly and Mm -hmm. Fox, our baby. We have so many great ones. Andre, Divine. Get it going, you guys. Send in your shit. Find the address somewhere online because it's there. Brian and Nigel, Devin, (laughs) Vrana. Oh, yeah, our erotic third. Angel, our erotic third. (laughs) Now, let's get to Eye of the Shit Storm. Shit, take some shit. Put it up on the wall. Check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some buck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. <laughs> this week's shitstorm was filled with the body parts of terrorists, <laughs> which rained down over northern Syria late Saturday night when U.S. Special Forces cornered the founder and leader of ISIS, Abu Bakir. <laughs> into a cave where he triggered an explosive suicide vest, blowing himself and three of his children. I don't know if you missed that tidbit. Three of his own children, which he knew he was taking into to, in a cave to be murdered, into shitty smithereens. Hence the shitstorm. <laughs> so there's a few important details that we need to unpack. Okay, ma'am, before yeah. we dive in. Okay. First. Yes. While this is a clear victory for Trump and America as a whole, Mm -hmm. sorry, not sorry, Mm -hmm. in terms of safety and ass kickery. Yes. I believe that the average American didn't even fucking know who this dude was. Okay, he's Mm -hmm. no bin Laden. Nope. Now, maybe that was just a branding problem on his part. (laughs) Maybe he just didn't have the best terrorist PR firm working on his scary image. But nonetheless... Everyone knew who Bin Laden was. And when Obama got him, it was fucking exciting as fuck. You can you have to stop killing people in <laughs> places nobody knows. That's what you have to do. Here at Terrorist PR Firm, we <laughs> tell you how to do it. Okay. Okay, meeting terrorists, everybody. Do you want to die a nobody? No. Is that what you want? What are you gonna do? You're gonna put what are you gonna do? Rape a bunch <laughs> of ladies, you gotta cut some heads off. Nobody's going to care if you don't do it someplace where it matters, okay? Get so your come name on. out there. You gotta, we, we're going to put your name in lights. And by your name in lights, this is what we mean. What we mean, you, you, you blow yourself up and we put Before you... Before that, we go Us Weekly, Terrorist Weekly, People <laughs> right, Terrorists terrorist. are us. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> terrorists, a subsidiary of people. Um... The Terrorist National Post. Terrorists Inquirer. Yes. All of it. We do all of you're, it. You're on the cover. On the cover. You're emptying your purse and saying what's inside of Vanity it. Vanity fundamentalists. I mean. The 30 questions no one's ever known. The probe oh, fucking questionnaire, whatever that's called. Uh, Cosma extrem- <laughs> extremists. It is going to be everything. Okay, hunty. This is what we do. Okay. This is what we do. Okay. Maybe if he'd hired this PR firm, more people would give a fuck. Maybe they should. We give you a card. <laughs> we do it right. Next time you blow yourself up. It, you don't waste your body parts. You should put blow up and then your body turn into 
neon lights. And Trump should have taken note because mm-hmm. he's trying to act all hard like Obama, but he isn't because honestly, not that many people know this guy is. Right. No, Meow? that is true. But let's just be clear. OK. Osama bin Laden was the founder and leader of Al Qaeda, which okay. was the terrorist group responsible for 9-11. That's the branding. I mean, that's some big. Branding. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Again, this guy killed this weekend. Abu Bakir al Baghdadi, I guess you would say. Good one. Uh, was Not the, normal people wouldn't. Abu. Be able. <laughs> Thank you. Bakir al Baghdadi. Baghdadi. It's not Baghdadi. I know, but oh, okay. I think I like Trump saying it. Al Baghdadi. Oh. He was the founder and leader of ISIS, which Brandy wants me to tell you guys stands for Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. So get it? ISIS. Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. ISIS. 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 I do want you to tell them that because who the fuck knew? I'm telling you, I have never known that's what it stood for. Did you? I knew that it was the Islamic State, but I didn't realize it was so specific of to include Iraq and Syria because I thought they just didn't care where so it was. So when it first started, it was like Iraq and yeah. times people will call it ISIL and I'll be like, oh, that's right. It was that, ISIL. Is that the pro? Is that like the plural version of ISIS? Like the ISIL are coming. Right. But ISIS is one. No, I think L might stand for a whole region and it eventually got more specified down to like oh, Syria, Syria. and Iraq. So it was always Iraq, oh, but then oh, it was oh. the L Larry. Oh, the Levant. Levant. Oh, Levant. Iraq and the Levant. <laughs> Levant. And coming down the runway is House of Levant. Yes. Mm. They got rid of that. I think that didn't fit with the branding. So now it's ISIS. All right. So ISIS is a terrorist group of extremists and fundamentalist Muslims who initially pledged allegiance to Al-Qaeda and bin Laden, but in 2014, three years after bin Laden was killed, ISIS grew into the biggest terrorist group effectively replacing Al-Qaeda. Many people, including Trump, blame Obama for this, claiming he was unprepared and responded weakly, allowing the ISIS foothold in Syria to grow exponentially. You hear it all the time. Right. It's Obama's fault this happened because of Al-Qaeda. They even exist because of Apparently Obama went there and founded the whole group back <laughs> yeah, in the 90s. Right. So since 2014, you guys, ISIS has been responsible for hundreds. Even though they aren't on the map for me and many of you, since 2014, they've been responsible for hundreds of terrorist attacks in over 20 countries not including Syria and Iraq. I mean, the number of attacks and we can't even there would be no number we could do. It's a nonstop terrorist attack in Syria and Iraq. They live with it daily. But in every other country, we're talking hundreds of terrorist attacks. So in the United States, we've had attacks in New York, Ohio, California, Texas and Florida, including the devastating shooting at Pulse nightclub, which you all probably remember, which killed 49 fucking people. 49 people and wounded 53 people since Trump has has gone and taken over the country. Our very own uh, ISIS leader. That's Uh right. We have developed our own brand of domestic terrorism, which has taken over America like we've seen in Parkland, Vegas, El Paso. Our own crazies are doing their (laughs) job for them. And they they effectively haven't really done any attacks here. But they've continued attacks. And I mean, continued on Europe, Australia, and Canada. Well, Baghdadi himself said they're going to they're going to focus on places, countries, cities that don't have very good um, intelligence for terrorism. 
and they're just going to kill civilians. Well, I don't know what fucking Canada's up to, but get on it. Get on it. Um, so basically, this guy, he was the leader. He's the ringleader of all this shit. Right. He's the bin Laden of this group. Right. He's a he's a massive fucking asshole who there wasn't enough deaths to justify his death. He needed to be oh. his eyes pecked out, raped, raped five million times. He believes he's a pro- the, these fucking extremists. And this goes for Warren Jeffs and any religious zealot, including this guy who. I think that maybe, and I don't know which comes first, like if a, if a psychiatrist would be able to tell us which comes first, their desire for serial killing and serial raping and oppression or their weird religious, like, is it their, is it their, th- their, their delusion that they're a prophet? And then, but why, if you're a prophet, if you're like a prophet who's like God or talks to God, wouldn't you be nice to people? And no, why I, the killing? Why the rape? So why like, the does need? The do, do the delusions of grandeur come before or after the desire to harm? And I think yes. it's a thirst for power, period. And I think the thirst for power on a sociopathic level, which means you, you no conscience exists for you. I think that develops it develops into them thinking they're the chosen one, but they're it's mm. their thirst for power which makes them think they deserve it or something. Um, I think it's neat that you're interested in the psychology of these <laughs> fucking nightmares. So, well, yeah, when you say you're a prophet. Oh, God. Okay, so <laughs> the problem, what I want to know, the psychology is, including Warren Jeffs, everyone else allowing these people to be prophets. You got to go. You well, gotta exactly. Go. And who's go. following them and why? Go. And then the people who follow them doing the killing and the raping and the beheading and the... What men, by the way, men, 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 men. I'll never stop saying it. And of course, the women who get oppressed into believing that putting something over their head and covering their bodies, their choice. Go find yourself. So they're cult leaders. Yeah. But even allowing in America anyway, these cults to exist, whether it's Scientology, whether it's fucking fundamentalist Mormonism or Mormon at all or Catholic or Christian or molesting or this <laughs> fuck off pay your taxes and fuck off it's right we're we're just a part of the problem when we're allowing any of these oppressive above the law groups to exist in the name of whatever fucking religion so here's the deal U.S. forces <laughs> got a tip that al-Baghdadi mm-hmm. al-Baghdadi whatever they got a tip on his whereabouts right now you found out what they got a fucking DNA from his underwear apparently some Kurdish undercover underwear hunter was, <laughs> was I guess got his fucking underwear and they brought it back with a blood sample I don't know how and why is I fucking why is his asshole bleeding so he, they got some know. bloody underwear somehow they think this this gave them a tip of his whereabouts. I've done so many drugs that I don't believe any of this. And at this point, I think they killed like a random man. And uh-huh. Trump is that deep in the game that he'll pretend he killed right. him. So regardless, they got a tip on his whereabouts at like 3 a.m. Sunday morning. Oh. According to Trump, they got in a helicopter and they flew very low and very fast into the like hideout. Right to the cave. Rock area. Lives or whatever. Yeah, okay. Now, it's important for me to play. First of all, I live. I live for this speech because Trump. (sighs) Crazy town. First, this is important. Last night, the United States brought the world's number one terrorist leader to justice. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi is dead. Okay, so that's number one. (laughs) Also, 
Abu. Wouldn't you be more excited? Daddy is de- okay. So he's can't say it. He doesn't even know who it no, is. He was he's nervous. not even sure who it was. Yeah. So then he was the founder and leader of ISIS, the most ruthless and violent terror organization anywhere in the is world. Is it a drone talking? <laughs> the United States <laughs> has been searching for Baghdadi. How many? For many years. Xanax is he Capturing on? or killing Baghdadi has been the top national You'd think security he'd be on top of the fucking world. Yeah, and he's... Of my administration. Uh, U.S. Special Operations Forces executed a dangerous and daring <laughs> nighttime raid. Oh, here we go. In northwestern Syria and accomplished their mission in grand style. The U.S. personnel were incredible. I got to watch much of it. Oh. No <laughs> personnel <laughs> were lost Was it on in Netflix the operation. Well, a large streaming number of yeah, streamed it. Baghdadi's fighters and companions were killed with him. Mm-hmm. He died after running into a dead-end tunnel, Oh. whimpering and crying and screaming all the way. The compound had been cleared by this time, with people either surrendering or being shot and killed. I, Does, wonder, I mean, I would love to know how many other ISIS people were killed too. I know. I guess that will come out later. I mean, he said that there were several people that were killed. So, but we just don't know how many. So, before we get into it, I do have a question. I don't know if you know this. So, in the last week, two weeks, Trump pulled out of Syria. We right. Out of protecting Syria with our troops, he pulled out where the Kurds are. Because of that, a bunch of ISIS prisoners or whatever mm-hmm. escaped. Right. So now it was like hundreds of ISIS are on the streets. Right. Now, I would have to assume, I mean, you 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 turned off the lights and the cockroaches scattered. Right. I mean, period. Right. So he he did have something to do with this. Now, I don't know. This guy wasn't imprisoned. Baghdadi or whatever. Uh-uh. No. But for whatever reason, it definitely led to this. It was like, we're fucked because you pulled the troops out. We got to make moves now. So let's get the fake underwear and go make the fake killing. <laughs> or, or that. And the fake cape. Or that. Basically, what happened was they flew it in the fucking helicopter. They chased this tool into a cave. <laughs> why he didn't have a gun, I just don't know. Why he didn't have any weapons on him, I just don't yeah. know. Um, he managed to grab his three kids. I'm like, maybe grab a gun. But a dog chased him into the cave which had him crying and whimpering and begging for his life before he pulled the switch on his suicide vest now here's the tea on the fucking dogs which is gene yes okay, okay? yeah so basically this is like a common thing okay so these military dogs are either belgian malinois mm-hmm. or german shepherds right okay they they're the their famous one apparently is this Malinois named Cairo who fucking did Bin Laden. Oh. Who is hot, okay? <laughs> Motherfucker's hot. Now they jump they pair my dad was a paratrooper. My father. Yes. He's a human being. These right. dogs jump out of airplanes alone with parachutes. Meow meow. They have parachutes on. Then they land alone. They have an earpiece. All of a sudden, I'm like, are you single? What? Or they have an earpiece in their ear with a very low, low, low. Like, the volume is so low so that, like... Right, because dogs can hear so... so Right. And also, you can't have people around yeah, you. Yeah, hear it. Yeah. So they're just like, Cairo, go to the left. Now, there's a camera on the vest 
that literally goes it comes up and looks like and shows gives the military people the eyes they're telling the dog where to go in his earpiece get ready to die he has on heat vision goggles where that allows the dog to see through walls the heat of a human being through a wall (laughs) okay it is next fucking level i was like this is everything where is the reality show called cairo and the heat vision team (laughs) like where the fuck um I want to be more excited about it because I know that I wonder how many of them had to get killed Honestly, to like figure that out. These are but, these are soldiers. These are uh, these are leaders. These dogs don't want to sit around with Nacho and Pee Wee <laughs> and argue about treats. Okay, they have a higher calling. They ha- they have more going on. They want to put on goggles and go do some shit. You can't make them stay eating vegan treats that Ange sent, okay? They want to go and fucking look through walls right. and handle it. Even this dog, supposedly, and this is probably a lie too, the dog that took down Baghdadi when the guy pulled his vest, supposedly the dog, which they haven't released the dog's name. Right. Because I'm sure the dog is dead, but they want to pretend it isn't. Right. But they say the dog was just injured and suffered injuries but from how? as a result of electrocution. What? So he's definitely... Something isn't adding up. Something isn't adding up. The dog up. probably didn't make it. Which, you know, the dog's a hero and he should get the Medal of Honor and oh, all that yeah. stuff and whatever. And so, I'm not okay. going to cry for the fucking dog because human beings lose their lives and that dog was having a fun fucking time. Right. Like he was living. I don't think he was scared not one bit. I think the dog was like, yes, give me a mission and I'm doing it. I've seen dogs on a hike, like German Shepherds. Carrying a, a piece of wood that they picked up as if they're about to save the planet. I'm right. like, you're carrying a piece of wood around a hike in West Hollywood. Right. But they're like feeling huge, it. Right. They're like, I'm doing right. it. I'm right. doing it. And right. They need they need a higher purpose. These dogs, I'm telling you. So he wasn't scared. I'm assuming it was a maybe it was a woman. Maybe it was a woman. A woman dog. Yeah. Maybe it was a woman maybe dog. It was. Maybe it was I'm gonna a say woman he, dog. Maybe she wasn't scared. I like to now you've got me into a thing of like. <laughs> Now I need to know about the, you know, the guys who train them. Oh, they, uh, cost, they must become they cost obsessed over with them. $200,000. They do full photo shoots. That's oh, why it's looking. like, it's like they, we, they released the photo, but not the name. And the dog's doing full modeling in front of like a green screen. <laughs> I'm like, okay. The picture of Cairo, the one with Bin Laden. Yeah. He's charging through a stream. Muscles blare, blaring black face. I've never even seen that dog before. That Belgian dog. I've never seen one in real a life. A Belgian Malinois? Yeah, I've never seen one. Um, that I have in real life. Absolutely. And are they huge and scary? Um, my friend Andy had one. Oh, that's the one that bit the baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what I'm telling you. Yep. They're bored. And they probably thought that was fucking Al Qaeda. They oh. probably sent some weird shit going on in the baby's mind. Like, also, You're shady. Rawr. And he also trained it like that, too. Like Andy could have been like, <laughs> and then that thing would have ripped your face off. Well, I'm into it. I'm not sad about the dog. I'm thrilled about the dog. I'm happy for it. I am happy. Just like if an eagle swooped down and took Pee Wee from my backyard, I would say, (laughs) slow clap, bitch. That's a way to go, honey. That's true. That's a way to go. The dog is the high point of the story. Wow, it really is. I mean, I can't believe the infrared... The fucking like heat vision goggles, the heat vision, the, the the Bluetooth. You can't even wear a mask when we go out for Halloween. I would never be able to do it ever. 
I'm talking about a mask without goggles where nope. she's like, this is too hot. It's making me fat. I don't want it on. I wouldn't be able to do anything in the military because of that. I couldn't wear a uniform. I couldn't have any of that shit on. Nothing on my head. It's using an earpiece. That's what I'm saying. We an used earpiece. an earpiece for Vanderpump after show. And it was like, wait, I can't. It's confusing. <laughs> Just stop talking in this. I need oh, to think. Oh, my God. So. Wow. I want you guys to know. Wow. That even though this fucking tiny dick extremist fucking Muslim loser piece of shit is a non-issue and that he hadn't done a terrorist attack on the U.S. in like the three years besides Pulse. Uh-huh. Um, and even besides Pulse, none of his attacks were that impressive, period. Right. Even in Canada, it's like you you had someone stab two people and kill themselves. Like, that sucks, but it's like, just save it. Right. Basically, right. what I'm saying is high school tools with their dad's gun have wreaked more havoc in America than this asshole. Yeah. So... But what I want to say is that in 2013, a young American woman named Kayla Mueller um, was in Syria working at Doctors Without Borders. She was like a humanitarian worker. She was in college. She was in her 20s. Um, she's from Arizona. She now she did go on her own to visit her Syrian boyfriend and nobody was looking for her. That said, she was abducted um, by this guy, Baghdadi, in 2013. Um, she was forced to marry him. She was forced to publicly in front of a hundred men denounce her Christianity. She was like devout Christian, went to a Christian college where she refused. She refused. And it was being filmed as like propaganda. And she refused to do it. And grown men were like, they couldn't believe her bravery and whatever. Um, she was tortured and raped con- constantly and consistently, mainly by Baghdadi for two years two years her parents you know wanted her traded for like any amount of money i'm sure terrorists that we had here in in prison you know powerful powerful terrorists they wanted her traded for those people and it didn't happen then they they reported that she was killed in an airstrike which definitely wasn't true so whether her body's never been found and Mm. pictures of her supposedly dead body i don't know why you couldn't look at you couldn't look at a picture and know someone's dead you know what i mean they Mm -hmm. saw that she was bruised and in hijab or whatever but i don't know that she was white and bloated and clearly dead it didn't the pictures didn't say but her parents believe she's dead but her body's never been found what for sure isn't true is that she was killed accidentally in an airstrike with no guards around her (laughs) when her body's never been found either they killed her and didn't want to be responsible for her death because once you've done that you're done sweetie (sighs) So they pretended she was killed in an airstrike. But I don't know if she's alive or if they killed her. But I know that they can all fuck right the fuck off. And we already knew they could anyway. But it's like when Trump was like he died like a fucking like whining and crying and a coward. And I was like, good. Yeah. Good. I hope he did. I hope he was. And I'm glad Trump humiliated him. Yeah. I wanted him to be. And they all need to be humiliated. God forbid one of those men gets humiliated for one second and the Earl's the end of the world. Good. Get humiliated. I hope they all fucking die. And just think about that girl and what they did to her over and over and over and over and over. And then he cried and was scared of a dog that was probably only sent to grab his arm and rip him out of there. Like, I doubt. I don't think they want these people dead. I don't know. I mean, that's fine if they're dead, but I think they would rather have them. Right. To torture them. Yeah. You know, they would love to have him in a 
they want him in a. They want to pretend that he has rights. They oh, put Gina him in a Haspel prison. wants to get him in Guantanamo oh, yeah. and Bay I don't blame her. and go in. And this is, I gotta say, this is where I go. Oh, I know right. torture is bad, but I need some pussy not, crying. I'm not that mad about where it. Where was your God? Where was your fucking whatever? Your Sharia law? Whatever the fuck you're worried about <laughs> when you're when the dog was single dog was chasing you and your three kids. Like, why don't you hold your child in front of you then? It's never going to be enough for us. Never. We wish they were ripped limb from limb. And I we want to see their body. We want to see their fucking dead. And we want to know it for sure. I want it to be like the that movie, that Korean movie we saw where they put, well, make it a, an event where we all get a hit, where we all get a turn. <laughs> I would go. I would go. I'd get a bat and I would go to town. We have to go because now <laughs> it's time for skew. No dark sarcasm in the classroom Teach and leave them kids alone Now it's time for Brandy and I to ride our tiny bicicleta to skew. This is our segment called Time for Skew, where a live person teaches us something. And today, our professor for the day is none other than Julie's handsome father, Dr. Leon Goldman. (laughs) (laughs) Ta-da! My dad is a retired surgeon who now spends his days toiling away in his woodworking office, where he makes furniture, accessories, and custom-made shit that we all force him to do, which also includes painting. Not painting furniture, but painting art, like actual paintings. I like to call him Leon Ardo de Goldman. <laughs> Leonardo. 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 Are you guys fucking hearing this? The man was a surgeon, and he also makes furniture, and he paints paintings. He's better at his <laughs> hobbies than most people are at their actual jobs. His brain is on another level, which is why when we needed someone to teach us about the fundamentals of dark money... We hit him up and asked him to read Dark Money, The Hidden History of the Billionaires Behind the Rise of the Radical Right by New York Times investigative journalist Jane Mayer. By all accounts, it's an incredibly complicated read about an incredibly complicated subject. But the author hasn't been sued for libel, indicating her claims in the book are actually proven facts. So any skeptics out there listening to this can skip the trolling of Julie's dad and refer to the goddamn textbook. That's right. The book basically follows the dark money trail of a group of Republican billionaires who use their immense wealth to influence everything from media to schools to think tanks to politicians and the and the courts in order to systematically alter the American political system to their advantage. Why do we want to go to dark money skew? Because dark money is single-handedly destroying our democracy right now, and we can't afford to remain ignorant to its staggering reach. So without further ado, let's welcome our dark money professor for the day, my father, Dr. Leon Goldman. Hey, Hi, Dad. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Julie. Hi, Brandy. <laughs> God. Every noise you make, it reminds me so much of Julie. Like, I can't 
Yeah. Like how much hours we spend on the phone. Everything you're doing, I'm like, am I talking to Julie on the other end of the line? I know. I'm uh, listening to my own self. You're a chip off the old block. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, okay, Dad. Here we're gonna. We're just gonna get into right. it. Are you ready? Sure. <laughs> let's go. All right. So. We know that the dark money textbook focuses on a small group of billionaires who've basically hijacked the entire political process. If you can, can you tell us who the main billionaires are that we all need to remember to hate? Well, uh, obviously, the main driver of a lot of this were the Koch brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least two. There were four Koch brothers, but oh. we own David and Charles. Yeah, David and Charles were the two who really pushed this. The other two were not really part of it so the DeVos ha- family well enough oh DeVos. Uh, whatever happened to the other two cokes they fought with charles and david over who would control the company and they were um, and they got what and, shoved down and, sewer? and they got bought out and oh. the cokes went about their merry way oh and when you say devos as in betsy devos yeah betsy devos's father um there's the a guy richard melonscape who was the uh uh, heir to the Mellon Bank fortune, and there are a lot of others. Um, Who are the main ones? Is it the Cokes? The, the Cokes, the boss. Well, one of the things I found tough with this book is there are so many people that mm-hmm. weave their way through it that straightening them out became hard for me. The other is how powerful they became. And I think we probably shouldn't concentrate on the specific people. Yeah. As much as what happened and how the American public got scammed. Okay. Okay. And she starts the book with a quote that I think everybody needs to write down, remember a tattoo on themselves. Uh, it's from Justice Louis Brandeis. So Justice Louis Brandeis was a Supreme Court justice uh, back, I believe, in the 30s or 40s. And he said, we must make our choice. We may have democracy or... We may have wealth concentrated in the hands of a few, but we can't have both. Mm. And I think that's the basis of the book, and it's what everybody needs to really think about. Um, But if Julie got that tattooed on her, would you be offended since that's against the rules of Jewish stuff? I think Julie has to do what Julie wants to do. Okay, good. It's not my place. Good. Thank God. Surprise. Well, that's interesting. I'm not I mean... speaking for her mother, but I'm speaking for myself. <laughs> now, what about? Um, the, but what about the Mercers? Were, should we throw them in there too, or did they fall? Oh yeah, no, they they were a part of it. Okay. Um, basically, this is a book that goes through from the 1970s, so it goes through 40 years of the evolution of the. Um, ultra-conservative movement. Mm. And um, if you look at the table of contents of her book, it's, she divides it into these three major parts. And the first one is weaponizing philanthropy. <clears throat> and that's where they developed their idea about how to turn philanthropy into a weapon that they could control. And they first started putting... This is before Citizens United. Citizens United wasn't... Um, oh, I forget when... But what do you but mean it, by Citizens United was like in early 2000s? But what do you mean by weaponizing or what do they mean by weaponizing? So weapons? what they did is they over time and it got more and more sophisticated is they found a way to um, they started by they had money put in trust and it would be tax free 
provided the proceeds of the trust during its existence went to a charity. And they pretty soon realized, well, one of the things we could do is we can have our money tax-free and we can create a charity we want. Mm. So they created different charities and they put their money in the charity. Were the charities uh, then, real or were they like fake oh, the charity, rich people the charities? The charities were real, but they focused on what they wanted to do to sort of change the world. Mm. Um, and then others also joined with them. They would have these summits. And the other part that I found most interesting is, so the Koch brothers would run these summits in which they'd invite these wealthy people to talk about the ideas of li libertarianism, if you will. Mm. And oh. nobody could bring their cell phones they were secret oh. and everything else. And the question becomes, well, if you're not ashamed of what you're doing, why is it so secret? Right. What is it you're trying to hide? What is it you're guilty about? In fact, in the 1980s, David Koch ran for vice president on the libertarian ticket. Whoa, that's what an crazy. asshole. <laughs> yep. And it's very interesting that William F. Buckley Jr., who was the icon of the conservative, of conservatives in the 1980s and around that time, a very well-spoken and very conservative but fair gentleman, described the libertarian ticket as an anarcho-totalitarianism, anarchy and totalitarianism as joined together. And if you look at much of what... But what does that mean? Well, what it means is, for them, their free market that they want to create, these most wealthy people, is we can do whatever we want, screw the rest of you, and you can't do anything to stop us. And they frame that in terms of, well, this is individual freedom, mm -hmm. and it's our right, and it's what we should do. And basically, they want complete anarchy, where they do what they want, screw the regulations. And what they did was to develop over time and bring people in, so they use their money to create foundations, foundations like the Cato Institute, the Heritage Society, the American Enterprise Institute, which may not now be as uh, under the thumb of the wealthy, but were in the very beginning, in order to take their views and turn them into uh, okay ideas, along with other philosophies and professors who would put their words into um, a way that people would see it not as bizarre or on the fringe, but as just another political philosophy we need to consider. So it's they were, all... They were using their money to create like a new philosophy, like a new breed of like capitalist or... Well, they took libertarianism and, and they they pushed it. There are philosophers who had wrote, written about this and even, you know, the ideas of Ayn Rand and others who are far more to the right. And they kept pushing it and they over the years, for the last 40 years, have turned it into, so the Tea Party becomes okay. It becomes something that everybody should understand. They're just talking about their rights. They reframed. Now, don't forget, going into this time, following uh, what would have been uh, FDR's New Deal and uh, the Great Society and other progressive ideas, they wanted all of that wiped off the map. So they would turn things into so let's take an example that's one of the things that i found just blew me away in the 80s or maybe 90s you know la used to have a terrible smog problem you yep. may not have known that it's I did. before your time I, I was 
Living in L.A. in the 80s and 90s, yes. Okay, and I remember pictures of L.A. where you'd see the valley and there was this brown fog that just sat on it. Yes. And so the EPA and people were pushing for regulations to decrease smog. And the conservatives started an argument. It failed, but they tried to make it. That you can't just put these regulations in. You have to do a cost-benefit analysis. And one of the analyses has to be, well, the smog blocks the sun. So <laughs> so that means there's a decrease in skin cancers. Oh and you have God. to balance that against oh. lung disease. It's like, really, guys? Come on. Then wow. where's the cost and, there? Like like auto, the automotive industry? The co- no, just... the cost. Well, the cost to the automotive industry to change. But I mean, the like the profits are sus- coming from automotive industry factories. They want to keep their Well, profits. they'd have to pay the, the, the cars. It was more of saying, what's the cost of implementing these regulations? It's the cars are going to cost more and you'll get more skin cancers and you have to factor in the cost of health care and all of those things before you decide to implement it. Right. And that is a little bit, you know, let come on, guys. Is what you read, I just want to ask you, is the Libertarian Party right now, in your opinion, shaped by what you read? Are they... Uh, wealthy individualistic thinkers. Is this what? They- um, I I can't speak for the whole party. A lot of them and some of these ideas, but so they will reframe things. So the Koch brothers, their ilk, the Heritage Society, the American Enterprise Institute, you know, will begin to argue about Medicare as socialism, um, and I think they they distort everything and and just try and make it. Um, palatable and something that is on a par with other ideas. Uh, there is one thing in the book that is where she talks about, so he had these summits every year. And during Obama's time, when they were trying to implement uh, the bailouts, uh, at one of their summits, people were screaming and yelling against Obama and how bad it was because of you know, not free market. You'd let to let the free market. Meantime, the coats themselves were a little bit quiet because at that point they had realized that their stocks were dropping and the bailout was going to save their ass a little bit. So maybe the bailout wasn't so bad as long as it saved them. On the other hand, if they somebody wants to implement, uh, so Microsoft contributed to one of their societies once during a antitrust investigation by the federal government because the society was working on decreasing antitrust legislation. So these are very self-serving people. This is not no. Is that Bill Gates well, who would proclaim that? Yeah, it was Microsoft. At, yeah, it was Microsoft at the nice. time. Because they, people right. are self-serving. We all are. I mean, it's. So if I ask you, what do these billionaire billionaires want, and why? Is it is the bottom line they want to make? More they money. want to make as much. They want to make as much money as they can. They want all the money to come to them. They want to minimize the cost of their organization that they have to pay out, whether it be regulations or other things. And they're not interested. Many of them. I'm not saying this is all of them, but many of them probably. Um, well, it's the Cokes clearly. I mean, the Cokes were one of the leading violators uh, of hazardous waste and producers of hazardous waste. Um, at least in the, according to the book. And um, you hear the argument about this is about individual freedom. And what bothers me often is I watch all this, 
and people seem to have forgotten the, yes, the capitalist system, the free market is a wonderful place. It is also the place that gave us child labor, black lung disease, and a lot of other things. Um, during that golden era when Carnegie and Rockefeller, and even now, yeah. could do whatever they wanted. And the same for the wealthy uh, coal. I can't remember the name of the CEO of the coal company. Um, so what was their plan? What was their overall arching plan? It was their like, overall plan we're was to pour do money you, and buy people yeah, off? We're going to pour money into it. We're going to buy elections. We're going to control people. And we're going to get them to pass laws that are always beneficial to us that minimize regulation, and and we're going to do it by, one, people won't know who we are, and two, we're going to reframe conversations so it seems like a, ch a choice between individual rights and, and uh, overreach of the government. Did they create the Tea Party? <clears throat> they drove it, yeah. So they funded and, then and the created it, essentially. They started, yeah, and then the Tea Party took off by itself. Mm. But there were a lot of grassroots, it actually talks about in, in the uh, early part of what they were doing, they created, quote, grassroots organizations that everybody knew weren't grassroots, <laughs> and they were called AstroTurf. Uh, um, did they create Fox News? Are they behind Fox News? No, they didn't. They didn't know. That? That Fox News is in... A the thing is, they didn't create everything, but they contributed to a lot of things that started going. Mm. They could pour their money into different places because they then started using things. So they created the Americans for Prosperity Foundation to enhance their ideas. And the foundation is a 501c3 educational organization. So anybody could give millions of dollars and write it off. So that would be good for the millionaires. They could give these large donations to a group that's going to do what they want, and they could deduct it from their taxes and save money. And what do they do? Is it a think tank? Is it a school? It's a think tank, and it's a think tank basically. But a five hundred one c three can't. They can educate the public, so they could do things to quote educate the public about you know free rights and free markets and all that. But they couldn't participate in electoral politics. So they had another division to the organization called American for Prosperity, which was an ag advocacy organization. And it was called a 501c4 social welfare group. The advantage of that is your donations aren't tax deductible, but you, nobody has to know who you are. You can give millions and they don't tell you. So you can give to the 501c4 who can then donate to the 501c3. Right. And now suddenly you have this process of of uh, basically laundering the money. So and nobody that's dark knows. money. That's it. And that's dark money. It's that's not weaponizing it. philanthropy. It's hiding the money that you're paying people off with. Give us some names. You're... Who is Who got the money? Like, well, who got Jumbo, the money? Uh, name a Republican uh, okay. senator. They probably got money somehow from one of these groups. Who no, do you remember? Uh, Anyone who uh, about Ted Cruz? Um, Marco Rubio. They're not specifically mentioned in here. I mean, Boehner makes it in. Um, oh, interesting. Um, who was the one who took off after him? So John Boehner was a previous Speaker of the House, right? Mm -hmm. He has a pop yeah, Paul he's got money from now. Them. Paul Ryan. Uh, Paul Ryan. Yeah, I mean, they all were supported by these people because all of these people. I mean, it's it's hard to tell who came first in many ways. Right. So basically, but their money was funneled to them. And yeah. these people knew that's where their money came from. Right. And they were beholding to them. And that's what they wanted. So the dark money and, be became like a, it, the, the Koch brothers, let's just say, were one 
one entity spider duo who then their group of friends right Mm -hmm. their group of friends they created a number of these organizations and their group of friends would contribute into them and they would get their friends to contribute and they would help their friends decide where the money would go let me ask you if i'm a person running in you know kentucky and i get a big donation from citizens for being Americans from prosperity. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Do I understand where the money is? It a secret to me, the person who got the money. Yeah, it's a secret to you as to who the specific donors were. So they don't but even know. But it's clear to you what their agenda is, mm. and that you owe them. And how is it clear? Because they want. How do because I know? Because they, because they, when you go to talk to them for money, they talk to you about what it is that's important to them. And right. what it's the same for any. Do- it's the same for any donor. When when these people right. go asking for money, the the um, representatives, the senators, whoever, are talking to people and trying to understand. These people are telling them, "This is what's important to me." Um, you know, I think we have don't we have too much regulation. I'd really like you not to spend so much. You know, help us decrease certain regulations, which are you know, it's the same reason you have um, lobbyists, lobbyists, and others. So it's not, it would be nice to say they did it all, but it's a very complicated, and that's why the book is complicated, intertwined um, mesh and web of money flowing. Did you get the feeling when you read the book that like the Clintons or any Democratic politician was doing this too? We got George Soros, we have Bill Gates. These are like liberal Oh yeah, no, the... the, the um, this is politics in many ways and um these people pushed their idea and they had enough money to make it happen and there are more of them than there are of us in some ways which is the argument in part for trying to level the playing field but more than that what i took away from the book was how they were able to seduce people and because for better or worse you know trump trump didn't happen because of them trump is a symptom of what had happened to the country and the people's lack of looking into what they're hearing and uh, doing some background checking and trying to think about what it would mean in the long run to the country and to their lives on a day-to-day basis and you know so it ended up with the ultimate con man conning a large part of the country and he still does. And the seduction for the 14 listeners, it's important to know. Yeah. Like, is the money. When you hear, and also when you hear things like, because it sounds like they're doing, their agenda is deregulation. So anyone who's ever talking about, like, okay. climate control and then it's not real, it's like, they're getting paid. Can't just be climate. It's got to be taxes. Well, it's other shit. It's all of it. Yeah. To deregulate it's, it's everything. The whole they thing, dump basically. their oil into the right. oceans. They want to not right. have their wealth tax. They don't want right. when their dad dies to have his... Right, his, right. His entire legacy tax. Right. They don't want, they don't want to pay right. any income. But why? But why does it become such a big deal for so many other people? Let's take the estate tax. Perfect. I mean, for ninety percent of the public, the estate tax is an irrelevancy. It'll never be in their lives. It certainly is for me. I want you to know. <laughs> okay, I'm glad. No Good for you. <laughs> Nothing I can oh. claim to. God no, forbid. I'm talking tax about my those who $10. have over fifty-five million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. Um, but. Um, you know, it when when an ordinary worker 
is being convinced that the importance of deregulation is because it's an issue about their freedom to choose what they want to do. Right. You have a choice to poison yourself. You have a choice. You know, they talk about the choice of, well, you can go to another job. Well, a lot of people can't. A lot of people are in a place where there aren't really a lot of choices. And the role of the government is to protect the public against the excesses of the free market system. And we may debate how much regulation is good. But I don't think there's much question that decreasing environmental pollutants is probably a wise thing for us to be doing. Um, and I'm sorry if Mr. Koch, you know, finds that his oil company wants to <laughs> spill pollutants because it's cheaper than trying to control them. It's dad's company. And then, and then they paid all this money to rebrand it. So it's like government's taking you over. But really, it's like. I don't need you right. coming in spraying for bugs, and I have 14 forms of cancer because I want to get rid is, of ants. In some ways, it's also, for me, they're as irrational as everyone else because, you know, if you probably paid the taxes and, and paid for the regulation, it would cost you less than you spent on trying yeah, to get rid of it. I was just going to say, with all the money they spent on controlling everyone yeah. and controlling the laws they could have not only made more money but actually could have probably done some good amazon or done spends, nothing amazon sends more money on lobbyists than any other tech giant mm -hmm. and it's like maybe right. just pay the taxes yeah exactly Might be less than that i mean their takeaway for me is one how much people have been uh conned by this process and how a lot of it has been reframed to be about individual freedom and rights. And it all sounds so wonderful and marvelous and how the government is going to control you. And the government doesn't control you. The government has enough trouble functioning. And it's about protecting you from the excesses of people like this. Um, I, think that, I think that paying less taxes appeals to an everyday person. It appeals selfish, to everyone. You know? So we it hear, appeals. like, I don't want to pay it. I don't want to help right. some lazy, I, whatever we interpret, but which that's is basically the, me and Julie who need <laughs> welfare. Um, and it's just, it's a weird, yeah, it's we've turned into a selfish. But they don't but, realize that they're not, but they're being conned because that isn't actually happening. And then we end up paying more and Amazon pays less. Right. Or right. They I mean, the, the thing is that some, I can't remember who, but somebody once pointed out one of the fundamental mainstays of a secure democratic society is an educated public and a healthy one. Right. Right. It is in our own interest yeah. to pay for security and to pay for health care. It's being selfish to do that. Because then we are a stronger country and they're more able to protect ourselves. Um, it uh, people, you know, people really need to go out, vote, uh, study the candidates, study the issues. Yeah, it takes time. Just listen and to this make, podcast. We'll yeah. tell you. <laughs> can you? Yeah. Can you describe? Listen to this podcast <laughs> because <laughs> you guys are doing an important service. We are doing God's to work. the people of this country. Um. Thank you, Dad. Now, do um. Uh, wait. Can you explain, or at least does she explain, and then can you explain what Citizens United is and how they play into the overall um, right. arch evil so, plan? <laughs> so, well, Citizens United is a, uh, it was a lawsuit in 2010, and it was over free speech. A certain group 
conservative nonprofit group sought to advertise a film critical of, uh, I think, Hillary Clinton. And so there was a law at that time that said they can't do that. It was electioneering, and it prevented electioneering within 30 days of a primary, 60 days of an election. Uh, and the Supreme Court said that violates free speech. Oh, go ahead and make a full documentary <laughs> about Hillary Clinton that you put out all over social media and YouTube and that, about how they would. That's not how they But at some level, all of us should, I think, it is about free speech. People should be free to say what they want. The problem is that I think, I'm not sure, but it's my impression that a number of the justices who voted for it also assumed that anybody who gave money to like this it would be public, and people would know who they are. Mm. Um, the other thing that goes along with this, that's separate from Citizens United, is a concept of corporations as people having the same rights as people. Yeah. And that, that again, was something slowly planned and plotted over decades by various conservative jurists to make happen. Up until, I think... The 1940s, after the founding of the country, corporations were never people. And there are a lot of arguments about why they may be people, but there are also arguments, and I ascribe to the more simple one. Corporations are created by the people by law, and the people can tell the corporations whatever they want. Because they're created like that, they don't have inalienable rights. People are born. That's why they have inalienable rights. They're human. Corporations aren't. They may, people have said, the society has said, well, you can have certain rights as a corporation because it helps you function and, and, and it's good for us. But people can also say, yeah, but you don't get the right to free speech because you're a corporation. Mm. That doesn't change Citizens United. It just says, you know, Mr. Koch, you can make yourself public, give all the money you want, tell us who you are and why you're giving it. But your company can't support but that's not the way it is right now. But so. they didn't say that, right? There was like, you have you no, have the rights of free speech, of which we're all assuming when you have the balls to go and say something aggressive or whatever, people are going to look at you and know that you said it. But they well, yeah, hide I mean, behind their... Yeah, my image of free speech is the person standing in Hyde Park in England ranting and raving because everybody can look at them and say, I know who you are. I see what you're saying. I hear you. I agree. I don't disagree. But I know who you are and I see you. As opposed to... You know, some uh, anonymous pack that says this was provided by such and such a pack. Well, who are you and what do you believe in and why are you putting this out? That I don't know. Right. And that I think that's if things need to change in this country, it's more towards more transparency and also some control. I mean, personally, my belief is the uh, the pri primary election run should be for about six months or four months. And the actual election should run for six months and no more. Hmm. And we shouldn't have this going on for two and a half years or whatever. People running for president or anything else. So Bernie it's Sanders ridiculous. Think this, thinks this entire billionaire class and dark money happened because of Citizens United. Is that like no overturn? No, no. That's, no. Citizens United came along way after this that all started. Citizens United makes it easier for them to do what they want to do. But it was going on long before then. Is there anything we're doing to like overturn that? Anyone, or is it just there? There is, down? there is. I think a group that's trying to overturn Citizens United and create a amendment. 
that would uh, nullify it. Okay, well, on a, but I don't know the details. on a scale of 1 to 10, how disturbing was the book? And do you wish we never asked you to do this? Uh, um, <laughs> the book was very disturbing to me. It was up there with the 9 or 10. Mm. Oh, my God. Uh, it was tough to read, but I think it was important to read. And I think it's important for everybody to actually... My recommendation would be for people to at least look it over and understand what's been going on and how how they can be manipulated on both sides, but especially by the ultra-conservative, what I view as the ultra-conservative right. And so while, while I was reading it, I would curse you once in a while. <laughs> um, having finished it, I'm very grateful uh, that you've made me do it. Oh, that's good. I do want to say... Ultimately, it's most important that we all go out and do the stupid voting for our local representatives, our our House of Representatives. No one cares. No one gets involved. You don't even have to research. You can just find the Democrat because ultimately they didn't want Obama and they didn't want Trump and they didn't ever get their way two times with Obama. So they are capable of being beat. But the thing is, no one votes except for president. Right. We got to just get yeah. out and vote. Who cares? Julie's been talking for 12 years about party lines. I'm like, barf. But she's been right. We got to just get out and do it. Just go out and just vote down the party lines. I don't care if it's for city council. Well, certainly now. I mean, and granted, we know that we're going to be manipulated from both sides, according to this book. Yes. However, I think that it is fair to say that this Trump, McConnell, Koch brother, Mercer, DeVos side is not the side we want to be. No, no they've yeah. proven themselves to be horrible. Yeah, horrible. And to do everything against the country. Yeah, I mean, literally um, against the country. Uh, I mean, I I meet and people I view as intelligent who supported and still support him and can't figure it out and don't Give understand how example, that happens. Leon. Is it one of your cousins? No, is it? no. Is it your cousins. <laughs> that's that's you know I don't have. <laughs> Let's for all of some you, people, some former doctors for all of, work with for all of you who'd like to troll me, just just understand I don't have a Facebook account, <laughs> and um, so good luck. Um, uh, who? Yeah, well, who? You mean there's people that you're talking to that are still supportive of Trump? Yeah, there are people I've mm. talked to around here that we've met or had dinner with. Wow, and, they're rich. Um, they want their money. They're not that rich. That's the problem. They're not that rich. That is the problem. You're right. That's what's but so everybody, shocking. everybody I do talk to sometimes says, "Well, look at the stock market." Like, uh, yeah. So, what's the problem? First of all, it has nothing to do with him, right? Um, and you know, these people have retirement accounts, and okay, but oh, you're also living off Social Security. Everybody, the sort of terrible right. socialist, you know, yeah. and you have Medicare and. Do you want to start a Twitter so all of our listeners can like just reach out to you and ask you advice? I'm, I'm not a Twitterer. <laughs> I don't tweet. I'm not a tweeter. Good. Wait, but I do want to ask you, do you know who you're voting for? Well, he doesn't know. Uh, know who the, yeah, but oh, you know the, the primary, top five. The primary, the primary. Or the primary. Who you're voting for in the primary. You can give us your choice. Um, don't feel pressured. I'm just curious. I... I I'm not totally sure, but actually, uh, Kamala Harris is on the top of my list. Oh, stop Excuse it. You. <laughs> well, she's on well, the top. Well, I mean, we love her, yeah, we love obviously. Her. Why? We is it because Julie got to ask her a question and they had. No, no, <laughs> a it's moment. because I think she's she's sober, thoughtful, knowledgeable, 
And I have this image in my mind of her debating Donald Trump and yeah, she just yeah. wipes him out <laughs> in I her mean... quiet, forceful way. I think she would do a good job. All right, Dad, thank you so much for doing all this work. You're welcome. And taking the time to ruin our day and the rest of our lives with dark money. <laughs> You're already a star in our podcast. But- You're not going to do Twitter. You don't do social media. No. You're not a basic bitch. No, no. Dr. But- Goldman's not a basic bitch. Guys. Well, when Come we on. get the feedback, anyone who wants to send us a, send a note to Dr. <laughs> Goldman or Professor <laughs> Goldman, we'll be happy to send it if it is of a positive nature. And if it's not, you'll deal with If you do me. start a Twitter, I think it should be at... Leon with the good hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Love you. All right. Thank love you, Julie. Okay, bye. Randy, take care. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Oh, you. Bye. Now it's time for So There's That. So this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a ray of light shining through the tunnel of shit known as our current reality. She hates doing it, and though I don't blame her for hating it, I refuse to let her skip it. (laughs) We all need something to hold on to to make us look at the bright side, especially after finding out the fucking horrors of campaign finance corruption and dark money. But finding these stories isn't easy. And Julie's life is made when one of our 14 listeners (laughs) does the job for her Mm -hmm. as I have a strange feeling is the case this week. So tell us, Meow Meow, what is your so there's that moment for this week and who helped you find it? It's a strange turn of events, Brenda. <laughs> it's wonderful when one of, the, one of the 14 does the work. I believe this is Sasha Flick. Sasha Flick comes through all now, the time. Now, I'm sorry that... No, I'm not sorry. Um, my bloodlust was inflamed with Baghdadi. And um, dark money, the dark money, the Baghdadi. My bloodlust is on fire. My lesbian rage is on a level 12. We're coming down from Molly. We have no serotonin. (laughs) Oh, none. I need and want. I'm uh, I uh, it's physical. It's there. Was Sasha Flick's bloodlust inflamed? Sasha Flick's um, (laughs) satisfied some bloodlust. Okay, so she sort of like that. She knew what. What was on brand for you? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Now, I know it's supposed to be about politics. I know it's supposed to be about something, whatever. But I I have to. I have to. I'm just going to read this to you. Like, what is this about to be about? Some YouTube person? A hunter was fatally gored by the deer he thought he killed. I would say this is political. Okay. Go on. An Arkansas hunter was killed Tuesday by a deer he assumed was shot dead. Said, who cares? Um, (laughs) Thomas Alexander, who was 66, was an experienced hunter who had lived in the Yellville, Arkansas area for several years. Hillbilly alert. Mm -hmm. He was hunting Tuesday in the nearby Ozark Mountains using a primitive firearm known as a muzzle loader. Ugh. Wow. Um, wow. Wow. A, a primitive firearm known as a muzzle loader. A muzzle loader is any firearm into which the projectile and usually the propellant is loaded from the muzzle of the gun. So what? Like you're what, in like a the, musket? You're like in the Civil War? He had putting like a the musket. bullets in from the front. I oh, fuck off. I 
You asshole. Uh, <clears throat> now, they're not sure if Alexander... Um, like, so he shot the deer, and they're not sure exactly what happened. He immediately left the deer... He's at a deer stand, which I guess, what, there's special deer stands you can hide behind because you're such a piece of shit that you can't even hunt like a like a, like a a real hunter. Oh, no, you have to go behind something, Yeah, they you have fuck. areas where they go, yeah. Losers. <laughs> so you're waiting behind your safe space. I thought it was called a de- deer blind. Ugh, they're such fucks. Anyway, so... <laughs> You came out of your little hiding place and after shooting your musket and then you shot the deer and you looked at it and was like, great, it's dead. And then you walked around and then he walked to the deer and I guess he wanted to touch it or probably take a picture with it or probably fuck it for all we know. (laughs) And as he went, (laughs) and as he went over to the deer, the deer got up and gored him. To death. Now, let's picture the deer in Tommy Boy who destroys the entire car and won't stop. Here's, yes, exactly. Well, systematically right. destroys the entire car. And then he just right. runs off. Like barely, like trots off right. calmly. Now, here's the best part of it. He gores the hunter. The hunter lives. What does gore mean? Like go in his stomach and go. Ugh. Yeah, like he takes his antlers and pokes, stab, <laughs> stab, stab, stabs. Okay. So he's That's alive odd. still. He's alive long enough to get to his phone to call like 911 or whatever. Now they're both half dead deers. Exactly. And um, he died. He died like from bleeding out or they don't. They're not sure of a heart attack or whatever the fuck that piece of shit deserved to die from. But ultimately, the deer walked away and the motherfucker the dead. Probably, Thomas Alexander the died too. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Don't let the musket hit you on the way out, bitch. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast week after week. We really are so grateful for for all 14 of you. And we appreciate you being here, even if you don't <laughs> sign up for our Patreon podcast. But please sign up for our Patreon <laughs> podcast. Please do. Go to please, w- sir. Please, sir. May you sign up for the Patreon podcast? Patreon.com slash DumbGayPolitics. It's only $1 for a whole extra hour podcast per week and $2 for two hour long podcasts per week. It's completely different from this one. No ads, no politics, and no incessant selling of the Patreon. And listen, we know that paying for subscription shit is annoying. I mean, I genuinely don't think I would sign up for this shit. I mean, I get it. I despise every subscription thing I have. I lurk on Meow Meow because this bitch will sign up for the world. So if you're the kind of person that doesn't want to do it, I get it. I'm that person too. But that doesn't mean we're still not going to pressure you and beg you and shame you and FOMO you. We have to do that. That's our job. We must do it just like PBS needs your um, <laughs> exactly. your donations to survive. We are now in a situation where we are like PBS and the only way we can survive is through the Patreon, the podcast, because this is um, we're like PBS now. 
Or we are like, like PBS Angie now. Yang, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie, yep. Beto. We need the donations. We need don't. We don't shit. have any salary. <laughs> it's all donation. We, you know what I mean? Like we are. So we got a FOMO. We, we FOMO are the children. A I mean, public huh? servant, and we need the public to serve. Yes, <laughs> or whatever. I'm. I'm trying to think of what tidbit we should use to FOMO you this week. Um. Okay, 1968. I was in the. There was probably a good Patreon, like in 27, <laughs> early 2017. There There's that picture of dumpling. Go look at that picture <laughs> of dumpling. That's true. Okay? That's good. No, 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 I got nothing. Other than dumpling. Other than dumpling, there's just nothing. So you know. <laughs> the shit is pure nonsense. We literally talk about going to the tanning salon and shit. You know, I mean, it's just like, you know what? I forget. Just don't even bother signing up. Just, 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 just keep listening to this one. Don't. In fact, you know what? Don't go to the Patreon. Don't. Psychology. Don't go to the Patreon. Don't. don't sign up. You'll hate it. You'll hate it. You'll hate it. You don't want to hear us talking about the bird that lives at our tanning salon. You do not. You don't want to hear songs that you won't hear here that we make up on the spot. You don't want to hear us talk about weird shit. You don't want to hear voices. You don't want to hear ring ring shot and I. You don't want to hear. About, I love Deeks. I love Deeks Bondi. Oh, I love Deeks Bondi. You don't want to hear us talking shit about people that then we have to delete because right we, we get, get in trouble, trouble. <laughs> we get fired from things, right. and you don't want to hear about any of that. No, you don't. But you know what? This podcast, hmm? as always, Mamiya, <laughs> it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly, it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Doctor Hottie, de- uh, he depressed us. Uh, <laughs> how'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man. By the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme Maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty grooving you want something visual that's not too abysmal we could take in an old steve reeves movie i'm glad we caught you at home could we use your phone we're both in a bit of a hurry right we'll just say where we are then go back to the car we don't want to be any worry well you got caught with a flat wheel How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. Stay for the night. night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man 
With blonde hair and a tan And he's good for relieving my Tension I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the race is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. <laughs> <laughs> 